0: this is grumpy seo guy episode 28 the problem with the seo industry you're listening to grumpy seo guy the seo podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy today because the SEO industry is full of problems okay on the last episode we talked about the problem with seo on this episode we're going to talk about the problem with the seo industry okay and these are completely different things the problem with seo if you recall from the last episode is that everybody says content is king and they think that good content will get you to the top of the search engines obviously that's not the case really quickly to summarize it The problem with SEO is that everybody thinks really good content will cause you to rank, but it doesn't rank comes from authority. Authority comes from backlinks. If you don't have any backlinks, you will never rank. If you don't have any authority, you will never be at the top of the search engines and if you don't appear at the top of the search engines. No one's going to find your website, which means what you're never going to get backlinks because nobody's going to ever find your website. So in order to rank, you need authority. And in order to get authority, you need to rank unless of course you hire an SEO agency to get the authority for you. Now let's talk about the problem with the SEO industry. But before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started. Everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. The problem with the SEO industry, and trust me, there are lots of them where should we even start? I can't even tell you one because there's so many. Here's one, the SEO industry, for some reason, and I can't, I, I've got some theories as to why this is the case, but I haven't quite figured it out yet. The SEO industry seems to attract the most unscrupulous, shady people. Now, not everybody, but a lot. I've said before that SEO is basically the used car sales of the internet, okay? Like, not all used car salesmen are liars, okay? But you know what? There's a reason that stereotype exists. Okay, there's a reason that the stereotype that SEO is a shady industry exists. You know what? It's a shady industry. I've been in the industry for over a decade. I completely agree with anyone who says it's a shady industry. It is super shady. Um, I, I don't. <laughs> it is super shady. In fact, I knew one day that I had to start this podcast because I was at I was at an event uh, on the West Coast. I've talked about the co space that I was at before. I was at this event and everybody was there and somebody asked me what I do. And I started saying that I run an SEO agency. And as soon as I said I run like this, okay, to be fair, this had never happened before. But when I said I run an SEO agency, I felt gross all of a sudden. And for some reason in my mind, I categorized myself with all the scammers and all the liars that are so well known in this industry. And I don't mean specific people are well-known as being scammers and liars. I just mean that's what people think of the industry, okay? And I felt so gross, and I literally went on my first, I think, SEO rant ever, which ultimately became this podcast. Um, I was there ranting about SEO and how everyone is a scammer. And the people that were like immediately surrounding me were cracking up and they're like, bro, you need a podcast or something. And I'm like, I do need a podcast. And then years later, I have a podcast. Anyway, the SEO industry, it attracts, it, it, just, it just attracts like dishonest people. And I've said before, and I've even quantified why I came to this number, but I've said before that 99% of SEO providers and SEO sellers are scammers, okay? I've talked about that in another episode and I tell you how I arrived at 99. I'm not saying 99% to sound cool, and to try and be like, ha oh, ha, there's so many. No, I literally believe that it's 99 are scammers. Okay, but anyway, go listen to that episode if you want. I don't. It's it's kind of a long story. Otherwise, I would just tell it now. But go listen to that episode if you want, um, or you can just keep listening to this episode, which you should probably do. Anyways, okay. So it attracts so many scammers. Let me let me give you let me give you some examples. Okay, but before we do that, let me just tell you. I think part of the reason is because Okay. So I commonly talk about people who have had a bad experience in the past, right? They worked with another SEO agency. They bought some backlinks or whatever. Basically like nothing happened. They spent all this money. They gave them, you know, like a year, maybe six months or something. And like nothing happened. They were not at the top of the search engine. Okay. Now, obviously the reason you're hiring an SEO agency is because you want to be at the top of the search engine. Okay. SEO is not about writing content. SEO is not about conversion optimization. SEO is not about website design. SEO is getting websites to the top of the search engine, okay? If you have not gotten to the top of the search engine, your SEO strategy is wrong and your agency is wasting your time unless you like literally just started working with them. And then maybe they just haven't had enough time yet, okay? But look, so many people complain, like that's, that's the rule, not the exception. I seldom meet people who say, oh, I had a really good experience with an SEO agency. And I don't even blame them. Like, do you know how many meetings we've had that started off sales meetings? Okay. Do you know how many sales meetings I've had that started off by being asked our last SEO agency ripped us off? How are you any different? Or the last two agencies we work with didn't do anything. How are you different? by the way, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so used to answering that question now. Like that question stinks. Like that's actually, you would think that's an easy question because you can just talk about yourself. Right. But that's actually a hard question. Not because it's hard to talk about yourself necessarily, but because you're having to change somebody's mind who's coming in with like such a terrible opinion of the industry. And I don't, I don't even blame them. Like that's, that's probably that opinion means they have probably had an authentic experience with the SEO industry. Okay. Like, it, it's just, it, it's so, it's so common. That's just, I, I don't, it, it annoys me, but at the same time, I 100% understand where those people are coming from. So... I have another episode while we're on the topic called six of the most common SEO scams. You should probably go listen to that because I break down six of the most common scams. I'm not saying there's only six scams. There's a lot more than six. Okay. These are six of the most common ones, which even include getting paid and doing nothing. There are actually some SEO agencies that will take your money and literally do nothing. And then when your contract is up, by the way, SEO contracts are scammy. They'll try to come up with some excuse why they haven't gotten results for you and get more money out of you. Like, just no. And by the way, let me just say it again. Contracts are scammy. Do you want to know why SEO agencies use contracts? It's because they know they're probably not going to get results for you, but they want to make sure that you don't stop paying them. So if you have a six-month or a 12-month contract or something, I bet you, I bet you that when it's over, you're not going to be any higher than you were when you started in the rankings for your keywords. I bet you're not. But you know what, that SEO agency is gonna be like, well, we just need to make some more content. And if you listen to the episode that comes right before this one, you know that making more content is almost never the answer unless your website has no content to begin with. Okay, contracts are scammy. My agency has never used a contract ever. We like, sometimes, look, sometimes we will use like a one month contract, but it's not even a contract. It's like, you just pay us monthly. So you can stop paying us at any time And as I was just having a discussion with somebody on Reddit earlier today, we can also cancel at any time. Sometimes we have to get rid of our clients because they don't play by the rules or they do things that we don't necessarily want to be associated with. I might talk about that more later. Somebody, I mentioned that I had fired clients in the past and somebody asked, what would a client do to ever be fired? They were doing some stuff that they shouldn't be doing. And it was making our websites less effective. And it's, it's a long story. Maybe I should tell the story, but I don't want to. So, (sighs) go search my Reddit posts. My username is Grumpy SEO Guy. Anyway, I'll tell the story later. Um, I'll tell that story at the end of this episode. How about that? Okay. So anyway, here's here's another reason, by the way, that the SEO industry is full of scammers and liars. There are no barriers to entry in the SEO industry. Okay, anybody in the world can get a website or not even have a website, a business card or just speaking to somebody and be like I'm an SEO consultant and then like people just believe them. And that person might that person may have just become an SEO consultant one second ago and like they don't know anything at all, okay? But you you don't know that, okay? Let me tell you a story. I was at a seminar once for entrepreneurs, okay? And I <laughs> I went with one of one of my friends from the co-working space, super brilliant woman. And this woman was there giving a speech. It was it was like, it was a long time ago. I'm trying to remember. It was something like how to market yourself for entrepreneurs or something along those lines. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm like, that sounds interesting. Let me let me go see what this is all about. Okay, this was her advice. Like this whole long seminar, let me just summarize it for you in one sentence. Her advice was this, call yourself an expert and charge higher prices. Just, just, just no, no. Okay, so I raised my hand. I was in the audience and I said, okay, well, what if everyone else in your industry already calls themselves an expert, then how would you handle it? And she didn't really have a response. But anyway, my friend that I went with was like, my friend started laughing and then she got up and left. She's like, I, and truthfully, I should have left also because like, like what, what what terrible advice? Like calling yourself an expert doesn't make you an expert. It, it just it just raises prices like across the industry. Cause as soon as you call yourself an expert and raise your prices, everyone else has to do exactly the same thing. Guess what? You show me 100 different SEO consultant websites who call themselves experts. I'll show you 99 people who are terrible at SEO. It doesn't mean anything. That was such a bad, no- like, you know how I talk sometimes about how things need to be specific, right? Like you need specific advice. If you ask somebody, and by the way, This applies to everything, not just SEO. If you ask somebody a specific question and you don't get a specific answer, that person is either lying to you, scamming you, or is incapable of teaching you, okay? Now, you can always ask a second time. Sometimes people don't fully comprehend your question the first time. Definitely ask a second time if they don't get your question, okay? But if you ask a specific question and you get a vague answer, don't trust that person. That applies for everything that I've ever experienced in life, okay? But let's just leave it for SEO right now. By the way, that's a good way to tell if a salesman is being a shady salesman and trying to pull one over on you too. If you ask a very precise question about the product or service and you get some nonsense answer that's glossed over and trying to be funny, or that does not specifically dig deep into the points that you specifically asked about, that salesman is a scammer. By the way, a lot of scammy salesmen tend to do well in SEO. I guess they tend to do well in all industries. So... Let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, I just said that scammy salesmen tend to be very successful in many different fields. And I want to, I want to kind of, I want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit because some of you might not care about this, but I feel like it might provide a little insight into some of the attributes of selling. And I'm not saying that you should do any of these things, but you should be aware of them. So let's talk about why scammy salesmen tend to be very successful. Not all of them, of course, but sometimes there's some really famous ones that end up on the news for scamming lots of people out of a large amount of money. So I think there's two reasons that scammy salesmen tend to be effective. Okay, number one is because a lot of people don't know enough, to know when they're not getting correct information. If let's say, let's say you're in a sales meeting with somebody and they're trying to sell you some SEO services, okay? And you're like, excuse me, salesman, how are you gonna get us to the top of the search engines? And they say, well, we're gonna make you the really good content because search engines love really good content. And when we make you the really good content, right? Like all the, all the, the normal answers that you get. By the way, that answer is wrong. Okay. But if you don't know anything about SEO, that seems like a good answer, especially if the guy said it confidently enough. So if you get that answer and they say it confidently, you're going to believe them. Of course you're going to, well, there's this guy, he's, an expert and I don't know anything. And he told me that content is King. Like, so like, that's one of the reasons. Okay. And now of course, if you're an expert and I mean, like, a legitimate expert, not like a, not like one of these, well, raise your prices and call yourself an expert, but like a real expert. Okay. You, you know, like a bad answer when you get one and you just be like, well, content is king and we're going to write you good content. So that's not how it works. But you know, anyways, most people, most people aren't there. If you're that much of an SEO expert, you're probably not in sales meetings trying to buy SEO. Or if you are, they're probably, you know, not going to happen like what I just described, but for like normal people, yeah, of course that would happen. And they don't know the difference. Okay. Anyways, reason number two, and I think this is a big reason too. reason number two, that scammy salesmen are so effective is because even if you think you're being lied to, most people are not bold enough to call it out. Okay. Most people are not secure enough to say, stop talking I don't believe you, okay? Like, maybe you are. I don't know. But, like, most people aren't. Have you ever been at, like, a sales presentation or something? It could be for whatever you want, you know? And you're, like, not interested in the thing at all. Like, you are not going to buy this thing, right? You just, whatever. But what do you do? You stay. You want to get up and leave, but you don't because it's rude. It's rude to get up and leave when somebody's talking, right? So, well, I'm just going to let them finish because I don't want to be rude, but... The salesman is so smooth that after he finishes the pitch, he's like immediately into the next part and like convincing you that you have to buy this thing. And you're like, oh man, I should have left. Okay. Well, I'm going to leave when this part is over, but then you don't because pretty soon he's on to the next part. And then you've like essentially just bought the thing and no offense, but have you ever been in that situation and then bought the thing anyway, even though you didn't even like have any use for the thing, but you still bought it. Right? So why, why does that happen? Tension. Frequently, the tension from getting up and leaving the meeting or wherever you are is worse than the emotion of buying the product, even if you have no use for the product they're trying to sell you. And there's numerous ways to look at this, like psychologically speaking, but, and I'm trying to not overly complicate this because this is an SEO podcast. Okay. But like, but like, maybe you feel like if you buy the thing. That will like relieve the tension right maybe there's like maybe the salesman created tension okay and you need to buy the thing in order to relieve the tension and people hate tension people hate that feeling okay so if you get up and leave oh that's rude that would create tension but you know what that would only create like momentary tension until you're like out of the room or you know out of the presentation or whatever and then like you're fine but people don't want to feel that so they stay there because staying there well there's less tension that way and then they end up buying the thing because the guy was so smooth and they don't want to they don't want to say no. They don't want to hurt the guy's feelings, right? Well, oh, he worked really hard on this presentation, and you know, it would be rude to leave. And oh, well, you know, he he did he did make some really good points. You know, I I g I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do kind of want no, you don't want the thing. It's stupid. That's why there's a stupid sales presentation to sell it in the first place. You don't want the thing, but like you buy it anyway. That's how sales works. That's how scammy salespeople work. And the thing is, here's the thing. You knew the entire time the way it was happening. Now, let me just say, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, okay? I have literally been in this situation and bought something that I didn't need because some salesman pressured me into it, okay? I feel like that's happened to a lot of people. Like, I'm even going to tell you, like, an example of this happening to me because I don't want people to think that I'm, like, making fun of you if you, like, have bought something stupid that you didn't need, okay? Because, like, literally everyone has done it. So anyways, it was a long time ago and I was buying a mini disc player. If you've never heard of mini discs, well, probably there's nothing wrong with you because like mini discs never became, they never became trendy in America. It was kind of in between CDs and MP3s. It was like a small little, it was like a CD, but it was like smaller and it had like this case and it was, I thought they were cool anyways. So I'd been saving up my money and I bought this portable mini disc player. And uh, anyway, so I purchased it and everything was great. And the guy's like, Would you like an extended warranty? And I didn't know what that was. I'm like, I don't know. Explain it to me. And he's like, well, by the way, I'm not going to give an opinion either way here, but go on the internet and search and see if you should buy an extended warranty or not. Okay. That'll give you your answer. But like, I'm like, I'm not sure what that is. And then he like told me this whole, like, this whole like sales routine, you know, that I'm sure he had like rehearsed a lot. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. No, it was dumb. And here's the thing. So first of all, yes, I bought it. And next I got home and I felt, I felt silly. I felt so silly for wasting money on this thing. It was like 10% of the price of the, of the mini displayer. So that was dumb. And then like, but the reason I could tell during his little performance there that like something was off, but I wasn't comfortable enough to be like, nah, I don't want that and just leave. So I don't know. I mean, like, I, I guess... Everybody has an experience of buying a thing that was stupid and they don't want. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with you um, because I don't want you to feel bad if you've ever done the same thing. But anyway, listen, if you've ever bought something that you didn't need and then said to yourself afterward, you knew the entire time you're like, oh man, I should leave. I should leave right now. Nope. What did you do? You stayed. Okay. Why? Why did that happen? You were afraid of the discomfort of the confrontation, which like evolutionarily speaking, There's a lot of rationale behind that. Okay. You're not wrong for feeling that way, but I just want to tell you that you're like hundred percent, not wrong for feeling that way, but it's a sales meeting. Like you can get up and leave. I'm just telling you, if you didn't know, if you're at a sales meeting, you don't want to buy the thing. Grumpy SEO guy says you can get up and leave. Okay. Actually, if you do that, if you walk out of a sales meeting, email me and I might mention it on the show and I won't give any names or anything like that. Don't worry. Anyway, look like people don't like tension and they don't like discomfort. And often buying a thing is easier than dealing with the discomfort of getting up in the middle of a presentation and leaving or of telling the if it's like a one-on-one meeting of telling the person, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think this is going to be like a good fit for me. Now, if you have a good salesman and I mean, good, like, like not a scammer, I don't mean good, like talented. I mean like a good person who's not like, uh, uh, who's not like shady. If you say, Hey, you know, this isn't a good fit they'll say, okay, they will appreciate the fact that you're not wasting their time by sitting through a presentation for something that you don't want, okay? But if you're a scammy salesman, they'll pull out all these overcoming objections and all this other nonsense to get you to buy a thing that you don't want because they're scammy salesman. Don't buy things from scammy salesmen. Look, and there's one more thing that I want to mention, Okay. If they're already keeping stuff from you okay like let's say you're in the sales meeting okay and you're asking them specific questions but you're not getting specific answers because they're a scammy salesman okay if you're not getting specific answers to your questions okay they're keeping something from you what are they keeping from you the correct answer okay if they're keeping stuff from you and you haven't even paid them yet What do you think is going to happen if you do pay them? Do you think the salesman is going to go, well, now that this guy is a client, I'm going to do a good job and I'm going to be very honest with him. Oh, of course that's not going to happen. He got your money. That's all he wanted. That's how scammy salespeople work. I just want you to know this. If you're getting that weird salesman vibe, you should probably get up and go because you're probably right. You're usually right. I would say you're always right if you're feeling that. But, you know, um, anyway, I'm going to get back on topic now and we're going to talk more about SEO anyway. Just so just that. So that advice that this that this lecturer gave, call yourself an expert and raise your prices like that's that's not specific advice. That's the most general nonsense that doesn't do anything other than just I, I don't even know it was, it was, it was so annoying. I'm so happy that my friend got up and left because it was literally the most terrible advice I've ever seen. And like, I, I don't know, <laughs> I should, I should have left, but I, I kind of, I kind of just want to see what other nonsense would happen. But like, I said that everybody in my industry already calls himself an expert. And my friend was like, yeah, she's like, that's 100% the case. My friend was a, a business consultant and she was very, very successful, but she was, she was basically like, yeah, everyone in my industry already calls himself an expert. Your advice is completely worthless. Why am I even here? And uh, (laughs) I I laughed, it was awesome. But anyway, here's the thing. There's no barriers to entry, okay? So literally anyone in the world can say they're an SEO consultant. It doesn't mean they're good. It doesn't mean they can like do anything. It just means you got a ton of competition. Look, like if you're a lawyer, okay? You have to pass the bar, right? Like not just anyone can do that. And, you know, and, like, say whatever you will about lawyers, okay? But, like, you can't just, like, go to the building one day and, like, take the test and then you're a lawyer. Like, you have to study and learn things and then the bar is supposedly a test to see how well you've learned all the stuff you need to know to be a lawyer, okay? I'm not saying that if you pass the bar you're a good lawyer. I'm just saying you can't just be a lawyer. You have to do other things first, okay? Okay. But not with SEO. There's no, there's no regulations or tests or certifications or anything. Like, who who would who would come up with an SEO certification? Google? Like, okay, SEO, SEO is literally about manipulating the search engines. You think that like a search engine is going to like teach you how to manipulate it and then certify you for being able to do so? That's not gonna happen. So there's no there's no certifications. So it's full of people who like for some reason wanna like get part of the SEO industry or I don't know whatever there's a word and I can't think of it like the money that's flowing in the industry they want to get a piece of it there's an expression I can't think of it it doesn't matter anyway so the SEO industry is full of people who just like I don't know read somewhere on the internet that like you can make a lot of money in SEO by the way it's hard to make money in SEO like but that's kind of a different topic well let me put it this way instead being good at SEO is different from making money at SEO there are plenty of of agencies and consultants who have a high churn rate with their client, but make a lot of money because they're good at sales. Okay. I guess be good at sales. If you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, that's my advice or hire good salesmen. That's my other advice. But look, just because you say you're an SEO consultant doesn't mean that you understand SEO. It just means that you're saying you're an SEO consultant. Okay. Let me give you some more examples. So a person that I know, how do I put this? A person that I know who is not in the field of SEO. Okay. I've been on this person's mailing list because I met them at an event and it was just interesting what they did. So I signed up. Okay. Not a problem. I'm getting their Look, i never sign up for mailing lists because they're annoying, but I've been getting this person's emails for like years. Cause I don't mind because this person doesn't send them out constantly. Anyway. So one day I check my email and have an email from this person and they're offering an SEO course. And I'm like, no, no, you're not like you're that's the literally like as far away from what you do as you can get offering an SEO course anyway the the short version is that in addition to the things that this person does for their business, they have decided that because they now understand SEO because in two years they're now ranking for their keywords, which by the way, were not competitive at all, okay in two years, they now want to teach you how to do the same thing they did which sounds like a gross MLM now that i say it it's not but it just kind of sounds like that why are people that have nothing to do with seo offering seo courses why are they just trying to get a piece of the seo pie maybe that was the expression from before I can't. anyway like, like why like i i own an seo agency okay imagine if i were like sending out emails and i'm like come to my singing lessons. Like singing has nothing to do with search engine optimization. Why Why would I do that? I, I wouldn't do that. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, let me give you another example. I was, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to keep this anonymous. I was looking at marketing materials, okay? Probably seven or eight years ago. And I emailed this company and I said, can you send me some samples of your marketing materials? And they were like, sure. So they sent me a bunch of samples. It was awesome. And and anyway, one of the documents in this package that they sent me was like a flyer for their other services. Do you know what their other services included? SEO. SEO is not promotional. Let me let me be more clear because somebody's going to say SEO can be promotional. Okay, they were a printing company, okay? So like banners and stuff, all right? SEO is not something that a printing company would offer why well because a printing company needs things like printers and ink and media on which to print okay and an seo agency needs a portfolio of authoritative blogs there's no crossover that doesn't make any sense but they were probably like oh we're gonna get some seo clients yeah let's get some of that industry i guarantee you they were terrible like both of these examples i just gave you no offense by the way to any of them I guarantee you they were terrible, okay? Because somebody whose business has nothing to do with SEO is not an SEO teacher, okay? I'm not a singing teacher. And you know what? A printing company is not an SEO agency. doesn't make any sense at all, but it's full, it's full of people like that, okay? Don't even, and- We haven't even gotten started talking about all the scammers online. I'm not even kidding. Go back and listen to that other episode where I talk about where I arrived at the 99% figure. The overwhelming majority of SEO consultants and agencies don't even understand backlinks, okay? As you know from listening to my other episodes, if you don't have backlinks, you don't have authority. If you don't have authority, you're not going to rank for your keywords. There's no getting around that. Well, technically, technically there is some getting around that, but... It's reserved for things like EDU sites and other things that normal people like you and I will never have access to. So for for our intents and purposes, if you don't have authority, you don't rank. That's how SEO works, okay? Now, let's assume that you actually find somebody who's selling backlinks, because trust me, trust me, there are a lot, okay? I, I there's there's so many it's so full the SEO industry is so full of scammers it's so it's hard okay let me put it this way as much as nobody likes to talk about backlinks like ironically it's hard to actually go online and not find somebody trying to sell you backlinks okay it's 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 the weirdest thing like for example I've mentioned recently that I made a Reddit account my my Reddit username is Grumpy SEO guy so if you want to read my posts or ask me some questions you can find me on that site but like half the threads in the seo subreddit turn into like i'm offering backlinks cheap backlink provider do you need some backlinks or sometimes they say we we have a guest posting site like all it's all the same nonsense okay they're all they're, they're all they're all scammers i don't even have to look at what they're offering it's doubtful by the way that they would that they would show an example but i don't even have to look at what they're offering to know that they're scammers like you you can just okay i was <laughs> i was actually discussing this earlier there are certain things that when you have experience, you can do and you can't really teach. Like I believe that I'm teaching a lot in this podcast, okay? Like all the episodes, but I, there are some things that that you just know from experience that you can't teach. Like, let me give you an example. Somebody recently sent me a website and they said, is this a good website to buy links on? And I said, oof, okay, let me look at it. No, it was, it was obvious PBN, part of a private blog network. And by the way, Like I say, there's nothing wrong with private blog networks as long as they're not networks and the sites aren't linked together. So maybe the name should be private blog portfolio instead. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? That's how my agency does it. But if you can look at the site and tell it's for a PBN, then you have a problem, okay? I clicked on this website and immediately it was so full of spammy trash. I'm just like, I'm like, don't buy any links here. This is obviously, this is obviously... Part of a PBN, they did a terrible job doing it, and so I started thinking, and I'm like, "How do I know that?" Okay, and then I thought, "Could I could I make a list of traits to check for, like for a, a good quality private blog portfolio versus a bad quality private blog portfolio? Could I could I do that?" And and I started thinking, like, "What what would I put on that list?" Okay, and then I realized. It probably wouldn't even work for two reasons. Like one, if I were to give you a specific checklist of things that tell you if a site is spammy or not, like you would become too reliant on the list. And what I'm trying to educate you with is the concepts. Do you remember the episode that I just did called how to tell if you're making bad SEO decisions? If you understand the concept in that episode, you don't even need a list because you will know it from looking at it. Okay. So if I give you a list of like 10 or 20 things to, to confirm, to check if a website is or is not spammy, like, that, that's you're not learning a concept you're learning like specific things okay like and then but you know what that's not even helpful because then when the algorithm does something different instead maybe that checklist that i gave you won't work anymore but if you understand the concept it won't matter if the algorithm changes because you'll understand why things go the way they do so anyway I couldn't give this guy a list of why it was spammy it was just it was just a super spammy like dumb website and i'm like don't don't buy a link here i'm like if the site isn't already penalized it's going to be penalized soon don't use it if you can tell a website is part of a pbn or let me put it differently if you can tell a website exists just to sell links on don't use that website and at the same time if you are if you are constructing your own websites to sell links on, and by the way, that's the best way to do SEO, okay? If you're building your own websites to sell backlinks on, don't make them look like they exist to have backlinks on, okay? That's, if you can look at it, like I'm not gonna quantify, you need to look for this, and then you need to look for that, and then you need to look for this. Just don't, just look at a site for 15 seconds and say, does this site look spammy? Does this look like a real website that has visitors? Or does this look like some poorly made, or it might even be really well-made, honestly. Does this look like some website with bad quality content that exists just to provide backlinks? Does this website make sense organically? Would a website like this ever naturally get built? Or does this website look like it only exists to give backlinks? Ask yourself that question and you won't even need a list of things to look for. Okay? Okay. So I'm talking about the scammy backlink providers, okay? There are actually some people out there who will give you backlinks. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. There are a lot of people like that. 99% of them are scammers. Here's the reason, there's a couple of reasons, ready? Reason number one, most people do not know how to correctly build a private blog network or a private blog portfolio. If you want to learn how to do it, go listen to episodes three, four, and five. I explain it. They are pretty big episodes and I had to separate them into three parts because it would have been too much information otherwise. If you listen to those, you'll know more about how to build a private blog network or private blog portfolio than literally 99% of people in the industry, okay? So if that's something that interests you, go listen to those episodes. Now, in those episodes, I specifically tell you things that you should look for to check if a domain is spammy or not. And I know I just said that I'm not gonna give you a list because you need to understand concepts. However, if you go, if you really want a list, okay, if you really need a list because you hate conceptual learning and you need specific things, cool. Go listen to that episode. But the point is most people do it wrong. Most people take shortcuts because it's pretty easy to build a, to build a portfolio of low quality sites. It's pretty hard. Uh, It's not hard, but it's takes more effort to do it well. Okay. So if somebody, remember, remember, SEO attracts shady, unscrupulous people, okay? If somebody can quickly build a low-quality network and make a decent amount of money from selling spammy backlinks that maybe last for three or four months before they get penalized, a lot of people would do that, okay? I'm not saying you should do it that way, but a lot of people would do it that way. We didn't do it that way. Our portfolio has been online for like over a decade, and it's still just as awesome as it was when we built it. Why? Because we do it correctly. And let me just plug those episodes again, episodes three, four, and five show you how to do it if that's the direction you want to go. But anyway, there's so many problems with most of the websites on which people are selling links. And we've talked about these at length in other episodes. And if you want a specific example, go listen to episode 26, which is called The Problem with PBNs. PBN is Private Blog Network. If you listen to that episode, I detail many of the problems that most PBNs have. Most of them are terrible. I called them penalty factories in that episode. And that's true. It's because most of them will get you penalized. Why? Because they are sites that obviously exist to sell links on rather than serve an actual function on the internet. That's what the problem with PBNs is. Go listen to that episode though. It's pretty awesome. Okay. So look because there's also a lack of education in the SEO industry. Okay. And I mean, in terms of buyers, okay. I'm not even talking about all the, all the lying sellers right now. I'm talking about buyers. Okay. It's gotta be so tough. If you need SEO to find a legitimate provider, I'm not even joking. Like, and I'm I'm not saying that to try and get business for myself. As you know, I'm not even using this podcast to try and get business for my agency, but I'm just saying I can't, I can't even, like 99, 99% of people are liars in this industry. Like I can't even imagine, okay? That's what you're dealing with if you don't understand how the SEO industry works. If you wanna be a good SEO buyer, okay? If you wanna understand things, you need to understand how it works before you even try to buy it so you know what you're buying. Like I've been telling people recently that the best way to do SEO is to build your own portfolio of authoritative blogs, which takes six to 12 months if you wanna do a great job at it. But before you do that, spend a month learning how backlinks and how SEO work, because if, if you don't, you're gonna do it wrong. And even if you don't wanna build your own network, okay, which is fine, it, it's possible to buy SEO from people and, and have it be okay like it, it's possible it's just very you know challenging to find it you need to understand how it works because like I said at the beginning there's no there's no test there's no certification there's nothing like that so anyone that person who just five seconds ago figured they're gonna be an SEO consultant you don't know how to separate them from a legitimate agency because there's no it's not like they it's not like they have a certification or anything so you need to know, what you're what you're discussing you need to know the questions to ask you need to know what to look for so that you can pick an SEO seller who's not going to rip you off and by the way i think i think i might i think i might do an episode called questions to ask an SEO agency or something like that because i want i want people to understand what to ask them but I think in order to do that you have to understand the concepts of how SEO works. Like I know the questions I could I could rip apart like most SEO agencies in like 5 seconds in a meeting probably. But I know the questions to ask and it's not even a group of questions that I memorized. It's just I understand the concept of SEO. So I, I I would just I would just know like how to do it. It's not like it's not like memorizing certain questions, but I think in order to learn the concepts I will give you a list of questions and what the correct answer should be. But I really I really have to think about it first because I don't want to publicize the questions and the answers because then the scammy SEO agencies could just memorize the answers. Like, you understand what I mean? That's why it's important that you understand the way it works. If you ask a specific question and the person has memorized an answer, well, how, how are you going to confirm that what they're saying it because that's what they do and not because they memorize the answer? Like, you you, you grasp my point. It's kind of... It's I got I got to think about that one, but I really I really do want to make that episode. Okay, before we end, let me tell you the story that I thought I was going to tell you about one of the clients that we fired. Okay, so we had a client. This was this was years ago uh, in the in the mobile app industry. Okay, Which is super competitive industry, and they bought they bought a backlink package from us. I think it was five. It might have been ten. I can't remember. We'll say we'll say it was five. We'll say five. The number doesn't matter. We'll say it was five backlinks. Okay and we wrote the content on our blogs. We gave them backlinks from the content to their website, got them to the top of the search engines, okay? We did a great job. Now, here's what happened. By the way, this is the reason we got rid of them as a client. They built what is sometimes referred to as tier two links. That's tier, T-I-E-R, tier two, as opposed to like one, two, tier two links okay let me let me explain this concept i hate this concept so much but let me explain it to you there are some people on the internet who give bad seo advice and they have created these like structures for backlinks that you're supposed to follow so you've got at the bottom like the, the site that you're trying to rank like the target site right or the client site whatever and then above that you've got all these websites that link to that website and they call those tier one because they're like the the first sites away and then each of those websites have a bunch of other websites that link to them. They call those tier two backlinks and so on, right? So anyway, the thinking is that your tier one sites should be good quality, but tier two sites can be bad quality. So let me let me just stop right here. Our authoritative blogs are awesome. They've got all sorts of links from all over the place. That's why they have authority, okay? So anyway, we built these links for this client, okay, on our blogs. And then our client goes out and builds these spammy tier two links from spammy websites to the content we posted for them on our site okay so they use like blog comments and like forum profiles which if you pay attention to this podcast you know are spammy low quality automated backlinks so in essence he thought he was helping but he wasn't because he was building spammy backlinks to our websites okay like literally having the potential of hurting our websites, and in return of hurting his own links. If you build spammy links to a website, it can hurt that website, which means any website that that website links to might also be penalized or might also experience something that they would prefer not to happen. Okay. So this guy read somewhere, oh, you need tier two backlinks. And he built a bunch of spammy backlinks to our sites. Terrible idea. We don't do that. In fact, it's because of that client that our contract now includes the clause that you cannot build links to our websites. Anyway, as if that wasn't enough, he then criticized the content. Now let's hold on for a second. Our websites are awesome. Okay. You cannot tell from looking at them that they exist just to build backlinks. Now Let's be, let's be serious for a second, they exist just to build backlinks, okay? But you can't tell from looking at them. They are real websites, real blogs with visitors who read them, okay? The content that we wrote was hilarious and witty and brilliant, okay? And then he, he sends an email and he's like, well, it was barely even about the topic anyway or something along those lines. And I was like, dude, first of all, the content fits the theme of the blog, perfectly second of all we got you to the number one position are you are you actually complaining are you actually complaining about the work we did and the content we wrote when you're in the first position are you serious right now i don't think so and like look i don't if somebody i don't care like if somebody If somebody wants to criticize like the work we do that's like i i I don't i don't really care you know like our style of writing that's fine trust me the the blog was brilliant okay the one that he was complaining about was absolutely brilliant like i know i already said it but it was like funny and witty and fit perfectly the theme of the website which is what it should do and he's like oh it was barely even about the topic at all i think he wanted some like keyword stuff nonsense which no we don't do that so anyways I was just like, whatever. I'm like, look, the criticism, I wouldn't even care, okay? But like building spammy backlinks to our websites? No, you're not a client anymore. No. Anyways, that's why we had to get rid of a client. So, and there's been other clients we've had to get rid of for different reasons, but that was like, that was the main one. Like you're doing something that's going to lessen the effectiveness of what we're doing? No. So anyway... I guess in conclusion, the SEO industry is full of nonsense and it's full of liars and it's full of people that love ripping you off either intentionally or unintentionally don't do a good job. And it just, it just seems to attract people that I probably don't want to do business with. (laughs) I know that sounds terrible, but like, I, I don't know, man. Oh, and another thing, is it's full of people that are getting paid a lot of money that are not doing a good job. I think I mentioned this before, but like I've been to the offices of like other SEO agencies when I lived on the West Coast. You know, like I said, like we're all, we're all in competition, but we also like all know each other and like no, nobody really cares, you know? <laughs> so like, you know, somebody's company has a party, you, you invite everybody. And um, these agencies that, by the way, are charging way more than I'm charging because they're huge and they have like enormous offices they have to pay rent on and, you know, all the stuff. And like, their their strategy is write really good content and they act surprised when their clients don't stay with them like wh- why 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 do you think what what made you think content is a good is a real seo strategy i mean i know it was all the guru blogs and you know maybe maybe somebody bought i'm not going to name anybody but maybe somebody bought some seo courses but by the way don't buy seo courses just uh you know learn from this podcast. Maybe they bought some SEO courses that told them content is king, use your H1 tags, yay. And then that, that, that doesn't work. That's why you can't keep a client. And by the way, I have an episode called how to keep an SEO client and why most SEO agencies can't do it. It's because they can't get results. They can't, they can't get results. So six months, 12 months, when their scammy contract runs out and the client hasn't improved their position at all, of course they're not going to stay with you. I mean, they they might, they might have like amazing salesmen who can like convince a client to stay like even when they haven't gotten any results, but like, that's the reason your clients leave because you're not getting them any results. Maybe you should try something other than making really great content. And again, it might, it might not even be those SEO agencies fault. Okay. If like what they're reading on the internet or I don't know where they're getting their education from, but is wherever they're getting it from is telling them oh, you should just write really good content. Like, I don't, I don't know, but that's the problem with the SEO industry because that's what people think works. And anyone in the world can make a website and be like, this is how you rank a website and get enough authority and your site's going to rank even if it's got bad information on it. So I don't know. The SEO industry is terrible and I'm really trying to combat that with this podcast. And I hope I'm doing a good job. And that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. It would really help the show out. I hope this episode is helpful. and if you have any questions or if there's anything that you want me to talk about on a future episode, you can email me at hello at com. and I'll talk to you later. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about anchor text, what it is, and how to use it.